0: my things a thousand times
1: oh, oh. and I fake to believe all your lies for the last time take it or leave it cause I'm really leaving I purchased my ticket to New York first thing in the morning kissing you good morning and whispering goodbye
0: Welcome to Talking Giants, presented by DraftKings. I'm your host, Bobby Skinner, here with my co-host, Justin Panic. Justin, we are doing our June mailbag. We do one mailbag a month in the off season, besides draft
1: month, obviously. Uh, how how are you doing? Hey, Bobby Skinner. It's always great to see you. Always great to see you. Always great to speak to you. Um, I I kind of like mailbag episodes. I, I'm liking them in the off season because it gives us a chance to talk about some different things. I like to hear what people are thinking. You know, I think about this football team kind of every day because I think we kind of have to. So it's nice to hear what other people are thinking and what they want to hear. Um, so I'm doing good. You're, you're, how are you? You're in a spot right now between your nets. I think your body's hurting you. So I think you're in a, you're in a spot right now.
0: Well, my ribs still hurt. Sorry. Which, which is funny because I went to the store with my brother today. And we were just cutting up, and I was laughing—the hardest I laughed in a while—and it was hurt. It was physically hurting me because of my ribs.
1: You know, laughing—I mean, it was killing me. I was on the phone today, and you were fighting somebody in Walmart. You said,
0: "No, it was." You know, you know, how Walmart has the thing that goes around, and like waxes the floor or whatever. Sure. We were, you know, we were testing that thing out, making sure it doesn't run us over or anything. Ah, good. And then it just got it. So there's these things called um, sandhill cranes, these big, tall birds in Florida that don't move. Like, they won't mm-hmm. move. They are not afraid of you. And so this one was standing by this old lady's car, and she's like, I thought she was, like, afraid of it and, like, couldn't get in her car because of it. And so I walk up, and, like, and I just tell, I was like, do you need any help? Like, I'll scare this bird away if you need. And she's like, no, it's okay. I was just taking a picture. So, but my brother was just like, what if you just went up and just like strangled that bird in front of her or, or like cursed it out to get away? And I just went into a laughing fit and it hurt. So my ribs hurt and the Nets, we were recording this before game six, but game five, I haven't had that kind of emotion emotions for a sporting event in a long time is, is all I'll say.
1: I People get irrationally angry that you wear a Nets hat, that you are a Nets fan simply because it's different from what they think. And I what replied
0: they want. to, we put out a tweet um, of Patrick Graham talking at the Mets game. Sure. You know, and I I made a very sarcastic uh, tweet of, like, um, I'm not mentally stable, so him being at a game of a team I'm not a fan of enrages me. And some people were like, well, that's how we feel with the Nets. It's like, that's the point I'm trying to make. Who Th- cares? There you go. There you go.
1: <laughs> it's like that.
0: uh-huh ding so that, that was that was a point I'm making um we have one new patreon his Ooh. name is the coldest alexander that i'm wow. i don't know if that's his birth name rooting it for it to rooting for it to be how what 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 is how is the coldest part of the hottest patreon
1: whoa like that dichotomy the coldest alexander when patreon.com slash talking giants two dollars a month um, it's gonna get it's gonna get pretty pretty hot and steamy on the Patreon coming up. Um, you know, it's gonna be summer. We're gonna be doing some PPPs. We're, you know, training camp's gonna be getting started. Um, so all of that you're gonna be able to see. Besides PPPs, we don't like We don't stream the PPPs. Correct? No. So sorry. You know, maybe we maybe we can do unlisted and we can put them on Patreon a little early. Sure. Sure patreoncom slash says talking $2 a month. You get some fun perks. Bobby will send you a magnet two times a month. We do a shirt raffle. You have a chance to win a talk a giant shirt. Thank you to our patrons. We love you.
0: All right. Just before we get into the mailbag, the giants announced that they will have full capacity fans. Yes. Um, and no mass, uh, no, you don't need a vaccine. You don't need a, a negative test and they're having reverse ATM so they can go cashless.
1: I am a pretty big cash person. Straight. Now, cash I've, also, that, I've also... I've also... I went to the
0: Cheez-It Bowl. I, uh-huh. I went to go get some... Like, I brought cash with me to like use cash, and I couldn't use it.
1: But I'm also not a person who buys anything in MetLife Stadium. Maybe I'll buy a, a Gatorade. Maybe I'll buy a soda, a water. But that's it. I have never bought food.
0: What I don't like my, about MetLife... I've, I, when I went to the game
1: the game in
0: 2019, at halftime... I went to go buy a beer, and so I'm in the line, and the third quarter like just started. I get to the front, and they're like, "We don't sell beer in the second half. Once the third quarter kicks off, we don't sell." Yeah,
1: beer. it's tough. No,
0: no. come on, New Jersey, get 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 with the times.
1: That was a one o'clock game too. It wasn't even like a four o'clock game. Yeah, like come on, let me have a third
0: quarter beer. You know, I'm you know I, I need it. All right, um, so you I mean, need it. cool. We're having fans there. Yes. No, no it really takes off. Give us the training camp is That's what I I am asking for. Boom. All right, let's send it to Steve. Mail
1: time. Mail time. The mail's here. Come on. Bye guys. Here's the mail. It
0: never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to wail. Thanks, Steve, from Blue's Clues. Justin. Let's get into the mail.
1: First question is coming from enter name here and enter name here. 33. Have you guys, have you guys been the GM and we were on the clock at 20 again, who would each of you have taken? I think my pick would have been JOK Or Darasol but I love Kadarius Tony as well.
0: Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll just stick with what I wanted. At the time was Quitty pay. Now I know a lot of people don't like Quitty pay, but I really did. I was a big Quitty pay fan. Um, we needed edge, and they got edge, and the wide receivers that would have been there, even like trading down the fifty, and and you, so you don't say it for you do the same trade, go down the fifty. Deami Brown and Terrace Marshall Jr. were two wide receivers I liked a lot. Um, so you if if to me, I would have liked that combo of Pay and Deami or Terrace um, more so, who I do think were the next two. Well, those two and Dwayne Askers, who I liked a lot. Um, were the next three receivers. Eskridge, I, I don't think I would have taken Eskridge in the second round, or at least at 50. So I would have probably went Pay. But with that, and this is why we were kind of intrigued with Kadarius Toney, and we didn't talk about him much before the draft, is that he does things that a lot of that guys can't do. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like Terrace Marshall and De'Ami Brown are those traditional outside receivers, where Kadarius Toney is a, is a risky pick, but he does a lot of things that most guys can do. Like, he does things that De'Ami Brown, Terrace Marshall... Flat out can't do so. Um, that's why it was like, Was it my what I would have picked? No, but it was, it's extremely exciting, high risk, high reward pick.
1: Yeah, Bateman's another contested catch king that was in terms of a wide receiver that was there. Elijah Moore and um, who went to Arizona, Rondell Moore. So, those are some of the receivers that went off the board immediately right after, and not even counting like uh, pick 50. So, um Tony makes some I think Tony makes the most sense in terms of wide receivers. I mean Bateman would have made the most sense in terms of just a conventional wide receiver, but Bobby wasn't a big fan of Bateman, and we didn't really look at Bateman all that much. Um, I I would be, mo- I would have been most excited with JOK. I would have been most excited in terms of the the best athlete that's on the board. I don't know why he fell. If there were, if there was some sort of issue and we didn't know, and maybe we forgot it from draft weekend, whatever, blah blah blah. But I would have been most excited by JOK because I think that was the most exciting player I was kind of on that board, or Darisol. Darisol would just would have fit a need in terms of the, the the offensive lineman, right? Um, but
0: it, but uh, man, when they traded down to twenty, that really put me like, you know, like, oh my god, I did not prepare for this. Yeah, it's yeah. like, you know, and it's at eleven, it's like you got
1: your kind of your clear cut board. It was the most su- surprising thing. The Giants have done, I don't want to say since when, but I will say since I started podcasting and since I started doing this whole thing in 2018, it was the most surprising thing that they have done. Just in general. More than the Odell trade? More than the Odell trade, yes. Because you can maybe even sense, I don't know if you could sense that was coming, but at the, after it happened, it didn't surprise you. But even after they traded it down, it, it, like, it still surprises me to this day that the Giants have. Two first round draft picks next year. That yeah. still surprises me.
0: So, your what's your official answer? I went Quiddi pay. I'm going JOK. JOK. Okay. Um, I can live with that. Now people now would be like, well, he's a second rounder. I mean, even though at the time it was like people wanted him in like the top fifteen. Yeah. Um, I was hoping Elijah Vera Tucker was gonna fall, and as soon as the Jets traded up, I was like, damn it, mm-hmm. damn it, I know what I know exactly what they're doing, and and good on the Jets. Good, good on the Jets uh, for that. All right, Justin,
1: next question. Next question comes from Brian Porras at B Porras 1. Shouldn't we expect that even when Saquon's back on the field, his pass protection will still be subpar, given the focus on his injury rehab?
0: I will say, Deion Lewis and and Wayne Gallman weren't good blockers, so I don't think it's like a downgrade from where we had after Saquon went down. And a lot of Saquon's blocking issues are mental, you know, like it's it's like him just not picking up the right guy. Now I know we can go back to clips of Jamal Adams, you know, taking advantage of him even though he was on a bum ankle. Um, so <sighs> Saquon's blocking issues are issues because it's Saquon Barkley, if that makes sense. Like, does do you understand what I'm saying with that? But if he was just your average run-of-the-mill running back, I don't think we'd ever talk about his blocking ability. I think it's because Saquon is so great at everything else that he's not good in that era, area. And it's like kind of the, you know, you have higher expectations for Saquon to not have any bad parts of his game. And that hasn't been a good part
1: right now. I'm never expecting Saquon's Bar- Saquon Barkley's pass blocking to be a plus. And who, who's pass blocking... Do you really point out, unless you're like a film junkie or else you're like you're unless you're really getting into it, right? Who's pointing out the game day un- unless there's a blitzing linebacker? Who's pointing out, oh, yeah, really good block there by the running back? Once in a blue moon. So, and I, and I agree with you because it's Saquon. Maurice Jones Drew lighting
0: up Sean Maron is a highlight I'll always remember.
1: There you go. Well, when it so happens, my last, when
0: my last running back blocking play was 20 years ago, essentially. Edgar and James, I just remember. As a, fan, as a young fan, everyone, like, Edwin James is a real good blocker. But I will say this. Use Saquon as a receiver, not a blocker. Now, I know there's times on third down when you have to, you know, keep your running back in the block. But use that dude as a receiver, man. That's how you get less people blitzing. Put him on different routes, angle routes, wheel routes. Um, I was watching the Baltimore game today. Because uh, I, I, I was specifically watching Daniel Jones in that game. Man... He he was really going through his progressions and figuring out when like he was diagnosing a Baltimore defense that was throwing a ton of crap at him. Like that game is what gives me hope for Jason Garrett in this offense. Because if we had if we had the personnel the personnel that we had now for that game, I think we would have at least competed in that game. Because that was a game where Garrett wasn't perfect. The first play was sticks and almost got intercepted, which was like the the corner jump like broke on the slant before Darius Slayton even started the slant. Like as soon as Jones turned his head, he just like, all right, this a slant's coming. But nonetheless, um, like we had no fear of you know getting killed on a go ball. But nonetheless, what I'm saying is that game they opened it up a little more, and Jones was my point. It was Jones was getting to back to down to the running back when he needed to, mm. um, and with space, you know, where Alfred Morris could get a little yak. Yeah, you know, Wayne Gom and Dion, whoever. Uh, could get some yak So um, use him more as a receiver, as a blocker. I know there's times where you have to, you know, once when it's a third and eleven, but when you have third and four, I don't really want Saquon blocking. I want them having to account for Saquon.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, making it, I think you need to make it part of Daniel Jones's game too. If this is an area where he does need to improve, um, and even Dan Schneider's talked about this too. He's come on here and he's talked about this a little too. If Daniel Jones does need to improve his processing and how he goes through his progressions, getting to the running back, especially when your running back is as deadly as Saquon Barkley, um, getting the ball in his hands so he has the opportunity to create the yards after the catch and the yards after contact, um, that needs to pre- be a priority this year, more than having Saquon Barkley being a really good blocker. I don't ever think it's going to be a plus part of his game, but the way that you reverse it is you don't ask him to do it that much, and you put the ball in his hands more, which is a good thing. Right. So, there you go. Um All right, next is coming from Frank the Tank, RomoCop74. What's one player that probably isn't going to make the team that you really want to make the team? For me, it's easily David Sills.
0: David Sills is a good candidate, and Frank the Tank is the person who turned me on to David Sills in the end of the 2019 season. I think mine, you just go to my 53-man roster uh, episode, and who did I have the hardest time letting go? R.J. McIntosh. R.J. McIntosh. It's easily R.J. Mar- McIntosh. Because I know that he belongs on an NFL roster. And there's probably 31 other NFL teams where he does make the roster. But he just happens to be on a team with, you know, essentially a, a top-third
1: defensive tackle group in the NFL. There's probably going to be a player that is cut that we, do, that we fully, 100% do not expect. And I, I don't even want to put the energy out there of names. Caden Smith? Um you know what i put i did i did put him down as a guy that i don't want to cut however he, bobby he's too important he uh and this is a bit of a hot take i think caden smith is the reason why our run game got its crap together last year that that play where he would be the lead blocker yeah i don't know what you would call tra- trap play counter play wham whatever blocks. i don't know what you call it. wham blocks where, where,
0: he lead blocked on on some plays. yeah he was like a he was a you know when when teams were going away from the fullback and they're like, you can get your tight end to block. What they envisioned was Caden Smith, and Caden Smith did a good job with that. I think he did screw up on some Max Tech plays, which got the QB killed. Um, so there might be some mental stuff there. But yeah, I I, I I would I would Caden Smith is the cut that could happen that would piss me off more than anything, more than Oshane. Like it would that would piss me off because I I'm I'm a Caden Smith truther. I believe in him.
1: Yeah, yeah, because it's like this guy. You know, we got him from nothing. Anytime that we kind of did give him an opportunity, you know, maybe besides the the pass blocking, but any time that he has gotten an opportunity, he's done well. And even when he got a little bit of volume in twenty nineteen, he did well. Um, you know, this is a guy that's still young, unlike Toy Lolo, who has been through the run of the mill with a few NFL teams and what, what I think we've already seen the most upside that Levine Toy Lolo can give you, but I don't know if we've seen the most upside that Caden Smith can give you. Um so let's kinda let's try to keep this guy around. So I love Caden.
0: Remember our tight end review? I was like, this guy could be tight end one. Like I yeah. Hey, most yak per uh, per catch for the New York Giants in 20- yes. twenty twenty, Kaden <laughs> yes.
1: Smith. I also awesome. put down Raymond Johnson, um, John Ross, and Carter Coughlin.
0: Yeah, those could be them. R.J. McIntosh would be the one because it's like I now I feel like emotionally attached to R.J. McIntosh. Yeah. yeah. Um, D- David Sills would be one, but it's, it's not as sad for me because I like all the receivers that are there.
1: Yeah, I. Maybe, was I wrong when I when I said the when we were doing our fifty three man roster prediction? Was I wrong by saying that the Giants didn't really use their wide receiver five as a special teams player at all? Because I've seen some research Rick I has don't put know, out. Some dude, s- I
0: don't look at the people special teams snaps. I don't. I don't. I'm sorry. You
1: have to when you're like projecting the fifty three. I feel like you kind of have to, which which well, don't say special to play teams, special teams so. yeah Yeah. I can see John. I can easily see John Ross being cut, and then a lot of people getting upset with that. I would be a little. I, I wouldn't be upset. It just be like, damn. Yeah. Kind of wanted him because we yeah, were excited yeah, yeah. about the signing. John Ross was signed before Kenny Galladay. <laughs> he was our first real signing, really. <laughs> he was, yeah. All right, we ready to? Was actually never mind. <laughs> yeah, that's oh, tough. Um, don't break that up. You want you want to move on? Yep. Next question. Wes Locke. At Wessie Westicles, which Wes has been asking those questions for a long time, and I never knew that was his handle, or he changed it. It's very funny. At Wessie Westicles. <laughs> what do you think will be the biggest storyline of camp? What is the storyline of camp that the national media will focus on? The biggest one that the national media will focus on is whatever shenanigans Joe Judge has these guys doing again. That's definitely number one. And when is Saquon going to come back?
0: That's what I was going to say. Is I think it's going to be Saquon. Yeah. I really do think it's going to be like, how does Saquon look? What was his, like, I think that's going to be what every beat reporter is going to be talking about, what Giants fans are going to be wondering. What did Saquon do today? What was he doing? And I, I really, because Jones, you're not going to get any talking points from Jones out of camp, you know? Like him being good, him being good in camp, like, doesn't mean anything. Him being, if he was, like, wretched in camp, that could be something, but, you know, I, I just don't see that happening. Um, you know what was funny last year was because, you know, our thoughts on the team were the offense could, you know, score some points. Can the defense, you know, be okay? Can the defense, you know, not be a nosebleed? Remember all the clips of, like, the Giants getting deep balls over James Bradbury and the worry was like, oh, man, James Brad-. It's like it seems like every day we have a clip of James Bad- mm-hmm. Bradbury getting beat deep. Yep. It's like that was the exact opposite of how real life went. Um, James Bradbury never got beat, and we never uh, completed deep passes. <laughs>
1: Uh or at least not all. I don't want I don't want the Giants uh account to show a single D pass this year because I get excited by it every year. I get it Oh Eli's arm them. looks really good this year. I love them. I Eli's love them. arm looks really good. I love them. And it's like, Eli's no, arm always doesn't. looks good. Um I think I think it's gonna be Saquon. I would agree. And I really whatever shenanigans Joe Judge has these guys doing. Like that will be it was primetime television last year when there was like limited access, and now that you know. I don't know if the access is going to change or whatever, but now that the world is a little bit more normal, the cameras are going to be on Giants training camp because of that last year. I can't so. wait
0: to hear him cuss people out.
1: Oh, yes. Oh, I, I cannot tell you. cannot tell you how pumped I am for that, for Joe Judge eviscerating people. Oh, man. That's football. it will bring me back to my childhood when I was eviscerated. You know, right.
0: here's something funny. I'll tell a football story. Sure. Um, and this kind of shows how my parents were. (laughs) So it's the last day of training camp in high school. And we like, would, we would like stay there for, for the week. You know, it wasn't like you go home. Like it was, it was like, it was like legit training camp and it's, it was so hot. Like, I mean, like we're going like, this is the last day. It's a Saturday morning practice. We're going home that day. And it, it was just, it was just miserable. And my best friend, who was a wide receiver, he catches a pass, and I'm running down the field. And I I mean, he just runs over this kid, just totally runs over. And I just let out. And we're, we're, you know, there was cursing in practice, but it was like, you know, let's relax. You know, you got, you know, staff from the school listening and stuff. Like, you know, the coaches were when you were talking with them, you could cuss, but it's like, don't be, don't be letting the whole school hear and you cuss. Mm -hmm. And I just let out a yeah mother <laughs> and you know my my coach so I had to do bear crawls Nice so my my parents come to pick me up that day because it's the last day of camp um and he comes up he's like I'll let you tell your parents what you did and I just told my parents i got into a fight because my parents would rather me just get into a fight than be cursing at the top of my lungs for the entire school to hear
1: nice good good for you that was smart um bear crawls suck yeah Not I fun. found I, you figure out there's a way to cheat them
0: it's essentially you run bent over.
1: You'll have to show me that when you're when you're up uh when you're up in Jersey. For sure. Alright, next question. F Rona at NY Giants Talk Three. F Rona. Wonder if he's gonna change his name.
0: It's been too long. If he changes it, I'll be pissed at this point. You just gotta keep it up there for life.
1: Because I agree. F it till the day we die. Since your last time looking, what are your guys' thoughts on Aaron Robinson, potentially starting in the slot? Between him and Darnay, who's better today? who has more flaws, and who has the highest upside. Those are like three different good questions right there.
0: There's another question paired with it.
1: Oh, another question paired with that. An NFL Matt. Matt, an NFL at NFL fan Matt. Are we overlooking Aaron Robinson as more than just a slot corner? I read pre-draft that he played slot in UCF systems simply because their defensive scheme didn't support the slot quarter, cornerback as much. Sort of like, you need the least help you handle the slot.
0: Okay, so let's answer that question first. I do think Aaron Robinson was drafted to play slot corner, play, you know, press man slot corner. Um but he could play outside. He could. He could, he could like I, I can see him playing outside. I don't think that's the plan. You got James Bradbury, you got Adore Jackson, you got Yadama as as that as that, you know, that backup. I don't think that's the plan. But he could. But he could where I don't think Darnay Holmes could. So the next part of the question is, who do you think is going to win that? I really think Darnay Holmes is going to win. That. I think he's uh, the better corner right now. Um, and Aaron Robinson is that press man corner, where press man corners sometimes have a hard time adjusting to the NFL right away. You know, so I don't have my expectations for Aaron Robinson to start out are not like super high. Like I, I'm not expecting him to come out there and and do anything. If he goes out there and beats Darnay Holmes, good good on him. But I'm not expecting him um cuz I like Darnay and Darnay's more of a technical player um but at the same time Darnay if you put him in coverage against you know a bigger wide receiver and they have big slots nowadays and and uh you know even outside receivers lining up on the inside at times he will struggle and that's why I was very big last uh, off season and Darnay Solmes is a slot corner I know he played outside in college but he's a slot corner in the NFL watch the Washington state game. He got bodied in that game because he just wasn't able to compete with that size, uh, and was getting you know stacked like crazy and, and giving up touchdowns. So um, I do think Darnay Holmes is going to win that job, but but I I agree that Aaron Robinson can play outside and he has the skills to play outside. But I do think I think he was brought here to play uh, nickel.
1: So between Robinson and Darnay, who's better today? I say Darnay Holmes. You also agree? Yes. Yes. Who has mo- who has more flaws? I say Aaron Robinson has more flaws simply because, and this is my personal bias of just not trusting NFL rookie corners. Like until I can see it, until I can see it kind of run run with the big boys and run with that speed of the game, I'm going to say Robinson has more flaws and who has the highest upside. I do think Robinson just does have a higher upside though.
0: Yes, yes, because he can play man coverage. You know, I I don't expect Darnay. Darnay can against slot receivers, but I just don't, you know. Darnay has to show it first. Where Aaron Robinson, he is a man cover, man cover corner. Yeah. Um, now Darnay can be that, you know. I, you know, watch him against Hollywood Brown at Oklahoma, and that was like, that was the film that got me so excited for the guy. Um, but you know, Aaron Robinson, they traded up, they drafted him higher. So obviously they're they got to have some higher. There's a there's a reason for that. So uh, it's gonna be. It's I think it's I think it's you know it's the second most intriguing camp out of me.
1: Yes. Yes, and I genuinely hope that they split time this year. And Actually, it's the most th-
0: intriguing, because this, the one I was going to say, you can rotate, you rotate guys are crazy. So it is yeah. the most intriguing camp battle for me.
1: Yeah, and I genuinely hope that they do split time, because in a way, Aaron Robinson has the best, kind of has a very pretty solid rookie rookie scenario coming in, where he's not going to be forced into action day one. He's going to get his reps. He's going to get his reps, in-game reps, where the Giants feel like they can... Mostly maximize him and, and mostly feel like where he can be good. So maybe they're gonna have him a little be be a little bit more aggressive and press man, and then they're gonna leave Darnay Holmes to be like the the, the primarily the zone slot corner. Right, um, he's in an optimal spot to be a cornerback where you can learn while getting those mental reps. You can learn while also getting those physical reps, and then you can rewatch what you did. Hey, coach, what did I do wrong? and everything like that, where he's not going to be thrown into the fire, so then his confidence is down the drain year one. I think he's in the optimal spot um, to really develop as a corner, which I really love that. So good for the Giants continuing to develop their secondary guys. Um, be ready to move on. Next question. Jeff Boyd. Boyd! At the Boyd Wonder. What are the plans for you guys going to training camp? It's funny, I was talking about uh, I forgot this say Duke this... Gang
0: to Brian Porras.
1: Ah, Duke Gang. Sorry, Brian Porras, but gang. I was talking about this... Uh. With some of our um, other people that run our, that run our company today, Bobby Skinner. So, what are our plans for training camp?
0: So, we can't give you anything concrete until the dates are set when people can come. You know, which if they're going to be there at any, I do think there will be. I mean, especially with the the new, you know, the new notice that they're not even going to ask for, you know, vaccination or or um, negative test for games. So, I'm pretty confident we're going to get to go there. As long as judge lets us in, you know that could be a judge that could be a judge thing we don't know about yet. Him not wanting fans there a ton, but I can also see the Giants being a team that's always let their fans come to training camp. Um, So I I, we're waiting on that, and then once that happens, we have to put together a sponsor for the trip. Um, I'm working on it. Yeah. So like you know, well, you know, we need uh, you know, for my travel, for my stay. so if you hey we do episodes every day, you know we have that's when player profiles and projections. You know, so three days a week, those are the you know we have those episodes and then two regular episodes. So if you got someone who wants to like sponsor those and pay for our trips and stuff, um, email DM me and I'll give you the email. I'm not going to put the there email over over here. So if, if there's if it, if you think it makes sense for you, um, so that and then so we're just going to be there. We're going to be at the thing doing the thing. Um, making videos, making content. Um, want
1: to, want to record some live shows with MetLife as like a backdrop. I think that would be really, really sick. Yeah. We'll definitely um, do
0: a meetup. I don't think we're going to do like a live show with people there and stuff. somewhere. Right, but we do want to do like a, a meetup where it's like, you know, come hang out and
1: you know, uh, we'll watch baseball or something. I don't know. Oh, baseball fun. We we may go to a Yankee game. You expressed interest in that. Yeah, we're like we'll be doing some
0: like uh, some other stuff besides, you know, just just our Giants stuff too, you yeah. know, and you know, making fools about out of ourselves.
1: I also have a desire to like go to a local high school and to like do things and try to be football players again. I'm clipping that one. Um <laughs> and do things. <laughs>
0: maybe uh with uh Richie we can go. We can just go do something with it with those with those guys. Who? Oh, Rich Soybert. yes. Yeah, maybe we can do something like that. Um All right, you ready for next question? We'll 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 talk more uh as it comes to fruition. Next question. Can I read the ad? Yes. Do you have the ad pulled up? No. DraftKings Sportsbook is not only my favorite sportsbook, but also America's top-rated sportsbook. I love using DraftKings Sportsbook. It is easy to navigate, has plenty of instructions for new betters, and nearly limitless ways to get in on all the action. My friends and family have been loving DraftKings Sportsbook, and I know you will, too. Listen to this great offer. Just freaking listen. Listeners don't listen enough, dang it. DraftKings Sportsbook is putting you courtside with a chance to turn $1 into $100 in site credits. Didn't I tell y'all last time to bet on the Nets? Did you? Did you? That's right. Pick any basketball team that is still in contention. Bet $1. And if that team wins, you win $100 in site credits. People had the nerve to trash talk Kevin Durant. So the he nerve. Can't carry. The nerve. Pathetic. Don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook also offers great odds and promotions on baseball, hockey, and so much more all week long. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code JOHNBOY when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits. Bet on the basketball team of your choice to win their next game, and if they do, you will claim $100 in free credits. That's promo code JOHNBOY for a limited time. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Wager paid out inside site credits. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. can problem. Call 100 Gambler in Indiana. 1-800-9 with it.
1: All right, next question, Bobby Skinner. Question. It's coming from Paul Nonas. What's our upset game this year? Call me crazy, call me maybe. I added the call me maybe part. But I think our defense can shut down the Chiefs the same way the Bucks did in the Super Bowl. I'm going to go first. I haven't gone first yet. Um, we're beating the Bucks this year. I I don't I care what, what anybody says. By. We're beating the Bucks. I I feel good. Um, I think Pat. I, I think if there's a game where Patrick Graham's just gonna go crazy, he's gonna match that crazy insanity, wacko energy of another defensive coordinator. It's gonna be Todd Bowles. He's gonna match it, and Tom Brady's gonna be obliterated.
0: I too am thinking the Bucks. I don't think it's gonna be the Chiefs. the the, the way the the Bucks beat the Chiefs is, is a different way than the way the Giants play their their defense. I really do like I. And then what other team is like a big upset on our schedule anyways? Like the Rams. I really th- I, and honestly, I just think we're going to beat the Bucks. I don't know why. I just have a feeling we are going to beat the Bucs. It's Monday Night Football in Tampa. Daniel Jones redemption from Monday Night Football in Tampa last year. The game where he you know where he won his first game. Um so. Daniel Jones is going to show out and our defense is going to Oh, we'll, And listen, I just, whenever I, ha, I have a superior, superior, what's the word? Superiority. A, a, a complex, a superiority complex True. over over Tom, me. over Tom Brady. Oh, shucks. Like I just, I just like, I'm better than Tom Brady. Like as a New York Giants fan, I am better than him. Like you, like we are your daddy.
1: Yeah. Um, so it's for t- it. Tampa. Tampa for me too. Um, tough road schedule though. What's an What's another team that's tough on the road that on on top of your head, besides Chiefs, New
0: Orleans. Depending New Orleans. On, well, they they have bad quarterbacks.
1: Good team, good roster. But back in New Orleans, tough. We're gonna beat the Bucks. I don't care. All right, next question. Pete in Long Island, Peter Jones, fifty-one. Top five Giants that never reached their full potential with the Giants.
0: All right, we can spend a million hours on this. I'm going to throw one at you. Sure. Romeo Cora.
1: Yes. Said 19
0: sacks in the last three years. A ten, a ten sack season, a seven and a half sack season. With us, he had one.
1: That's the organization's fault, by the way. How? They let him go. Dave got him and let him go.
0: But but got how come him. he sucked before? And he all of a sudden he, he leaves suck. and
1: he's good. He didn't. He suck. Had one he sack. Actually- he filled in well when JPP was hurt during 2016. He showed out on Sunday Night Football. Had a really good game 2016.
0: Had one sack in two years. How many reps did he get? I don't know. But it's still. tough in the
1: 4-3 system. It's tough. Um, I have two. I have two secondary guys. Go. Will Hill. You know I love me some Will Hill. And uh, Terrell Thomas. Terrell Thomas was going to be here for a long time. I like Terrell Thomas. Stupid preseason game. Is David Wilson fair to say? Yes. Voice crack. Yes. David Wilson is 100% fair to say. He was starting to get his momentum going a little David bit. David Wilson's uh, been I,
0: getting a lot of love lately, too, by the way. He has. He has. Like, good even for him. from the Giants' main account, which is like, ah, that's kind of surprising. Um, All right, so good we just, for David we just, Wilson.
1: We just put out four. Well, who's the fifth one?
0: Ramsey's Barden, does he count?
1: Uh, no, no, I don't even think he was good to begin with, to be honest. I loved Ramses Barton, but it's he was big,
0: he looked good in the preseason, but he was he big. big. <laughs> <laughs> like, I I mean, we all love
1: Ramsey's Barden. Here I have a current giant. Sure. Evan Ingram. Yes, that's very, we will probably be looking back 10 years from now saying yes. Or I
0: could just feel my emotions right now and say yes.
1: True. Uh, He's has got to bounce back year, though, Evan Ingram. Danny Cannell? I Danny Cannell.
0: I'm just throwing names. You mean it. Devon Canard? I'm, I'm, I'm just throwing names out from the 90s to sound more smarter. Actually, that's it. Ron Dane. Ron Dane wasn't good. He was fat. He was a Heisman Trophy winner. He wasn't
1: good. He was fat. <laughs> Heisman Trophy winner. All right, next question. Now you Tiki Barber add. never reached his potential. Um... Shame he didn't win the Super Bowl, Tiki Barber. Eric Feldman. With the wealth of return man experience now on the roster, who are your front runners for punt and kick return people?
0: Punt and return, I want Kadarius Tony back there. We have shown no fear of putting starters back there or, or big time mm-hmm. players. I disagree. Kadarius Tony. Kick return, Dante Pettis. Dante Pettis. We need him. We need him to play special teams. We need him. I want him on the roster. I am a big I like Dante Pettis. Uh, I won't say I'm a big Dante Pettis fan, but I like Dante Pettis. Uh so Dante Pettis
1: or John Ross. You don't think that kick, kick returners don't need to be somewhat big enough where they go flying twenty uh, ten yards if they're too small?
0: Nope. Trenton Holiday was one of the best kick returners of all time. Which, why did we not keep him? Good question. Like the, it's like, the, this guy's an amazing kick returner.
1: I want Jabril Peppers returning punts. That's going to make a lot of
0: people hate that Jabril Peppers returns punts.
1: I love it because I think it's, it's a lot less risky than returning kicks. Um, He did get I mean, injured to, on one, though. Jabril Peppers did?
0: For Chicago last year, or 2019.
1: Well, well then it makes the contract decision a lot easier.
0: Both of his injuries have been on special teams. One was on field goal block, which is all you know. There's no field goal block team. Your defensive starters just stand out there.
1: Um, I think you're more likely to get hurt on a punt return than a kick return. I mean, that's at least my simpleton thinking because you're not because you're not running run any as analytics fast. for that stat boy. No, I'm just I'm a I'm a simpleton Justin over the offseason. I, I start getting into analytics during the regular season. Um, so peppers uh, peppers with the punts because why not he's Tony? A game, He's a gamer. He's a. that's because I'm biased towards my New Jersey athletes, alright? I, I saw Peppers do it in high school and he could still do it. Michigan, he was doing it. I think he could still do it. Uh th- maybe he could teach Kadarius Tony a thing or two with the ball in his hands. And then um kick return. Uh isn't ho- doesn't, ho- doesn't Holmes have experience? Holmes has some they were making Holmes uh, catch some punts and kicks. Holmes, and honestly, for kick return, I want a random Body out there. I don't want anybody's significant returns. Corey Clement taking me every single time.
0: Corey Clement, no screw. Oh, give
1: just, me a free, give me free twenty-five yards every out. single time. Take it out, take
0: it out every single time.
1: No. Um. No, no. 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 Next question. Next question. Next year ahead ago. Funny name at S underscore C one three one three. What was the worst or weirdest dream you guys ever had? I was not prepared for this.
0: You should. Be. I bet you I'll top you with worst dream. I bet you, you will. I had a dream my dad died. Yeah, that is strange. Yep. N- worst. We're not That's not like the strange. It was just the worst.
1: Wasn't the question what was the worst? Oh, I guess that is the worst.
0: Can you top that?
1: Um, I honestly can't remember specific dreams that I had. Me either, um, but I do remember that dream. I've probably relived memories. Um, I've had a house fire. Probably relived that. Um, so you want to know what that? There you go. My house is on fire. That's uh, that's my my that's dad my set work. his house on fire. Really,
0: intentionally? No. Insurance? No. It was, he was like a kid in New Jersey.
1: Oh, tough. I did not intentionally set my house on fire. So it was, I was very sad.
0: That's what someone who set their house on t- fire intentionally would say.
1: Mm, true. All right. Uh, Deke, Ty, Ty, um, My compare. I'm not... No, I'm not putting this question Deek Deke, Ty, Ty. Top five holidays. Yes, the first Sunday in September is a holiday. I counted it because he said it counted.
0: Yeah, if he says it counts. Number one for me is 4th of July, which I'm very sure. excited for. Yeah, I love the 4th of July. It's my... It's, you have the beach fireworks um good like random like the hot dog contest is a great event so i'll save some of my talking fourth of july talking once for the fourth of july mailbag but fourth of july is my one what's your one new year's lame number two i did say the opening sunday of the nfl
1: i also said first nfl sunday number two okay number three i have thanksgiving number three i also have thanksgiving okay number four i have draft day Ooh, number four, I have 4th of July.
0: Four? On the 4th is for the 4th. Yep. Um, I have draft day. And number five, what do you have?
1: What do you think I have?
0: I have Passover.
1: I have Christmas. So, tomato, tomato.
0: Not at all. (laughs) Um, So, I I have Passover 5. All right. um, Next question.
1: Next question. We get to talk about our favorite player on planet Earth. And that favorite player is, and everybody else's favorite Pro Bowler from last year, Evan Ingram. JTM asks, "This is a uh, Joe. Don't Moyo. Moyo, Joe Moyo from Hoboken, Hoboken, New Jersey. Is the fact that Evan Ingram sp- sp- spastically jumps up into the air, making it more difficult on himself every time he tries to catch a ball, the reason why he has so many drops?" And then we have another question from Jake Brown.
0: I don't know if that correlates with drops. I've tried finding some information. I couldn't. But I will say that Vernon Davis did the same thing, and it just it gives you less chance to, like, it slows you down for no reason.
1: Um, so I'm sure it has something to do with it. I couldn't find anything concrete on it. The only time that he did it last year that resulted in a turnover was the Eagles' interception.
0: Did he jump for that?
1: Yeah. That, well, he also yeah, but- jumped
0: for the Washington one. That was on third down. That that was. It's not. It's not a very well remembered one, but it was.
1: A... Yeah. But that the Eagles one, the where he caught not the drop, not the drop. The the one that he the tip ball that was an interception. It was a fast ball. Oh. He did that. He did that jumping thing. When when did that start to become a talking point? I think that I from from camp videos. From yeah, from camp videos. Not actually from like the regular season and film. I think people saw Evan Ingram jumping to catch the ball. And I think, oh, that's why he's dropping the ball. And I don't really think that's the I don't case.
0: know. It could be. I I, I, I I tried finding information on it. I couldn't find anything.
1: All right. Well, maybe don't do that so you can run with the ball after the catch. I
0: need like a wide receiver guy to to explain it to me.
1: Yeah. Jake Brown. What are the chances the Giants trade Ingram this year before he becomes a free agent and we essentially get nothing out of him? I would take a third-round pick. I know proven players are better than draft picks, but if he shows us nothing, I say try to trade him for a pick. He's not going to get a third-round pick midseason,
0: and the only way we're trading him midseason is if we suck. So I think the chances that we trade him are very unlikely. I, I think they're going to also... try and bring him back, and he shouldn't be an expensive player. So maybe no. like I could see him getting him on a, on a fair deal. He was a pro bowler, by the way. I I don't I, I don't know what they're going to do but that they're they're not I if they wanted to trade him it would have already happened to, by now I believe. Yeah. No, I agree. All right, next question. No, actually Giant stories. play the freaking music. Ooh. Jabril Peppers has a new hobby and it's bowling. He bowled a 206. Darnay Holmes, wow. Austin Mack got a pedicure together and then Austin Mack went to a minor league baseball game in Indiana. Tay Crowder had his youth football camp. Cullen Gillespie was at a Mets game, and he said he was supporting Frank the Tank. Austin Johnson was in Hawaii, but he wasn't the only defensive tackle on the Giants in the in the state. Leonard Williams was there spearfishing, having himself a good time. B.J. Hill was at the gun range, and Sterling Shepard was golfing. Light week, Justin. What piques your interest?
1: I already know. Love you. that. Cullen Colin, Colin was there supporting Frank the Tank. Love that. Yeah, Frank the Tank. He's crazy. I I love him. I absolutely love him with all my heart.
0: I I need to um watch some more of his stuff. I I just remember the the chairs that ran, and then I well Pat Ragazzo does um yeah the podcast. Yes. I went on Frank the Tank's podcast, by the way.
1: And you don't you don't really know of him. You don't love him with all your heart. Well,
0: here's the thing: is the experience on the pod? Like he was like. He just like read off the questions and like wasn't interacting really.
1: Oh, yeah. That's well, uh, that's because he's a stone cold killer.
0: Yeah. It was like, like
1: it was, it was. Who the hell is this bomb? I felt bad because I
0: I underperformed. It was in the like, it was, I think it was like during the 2019 preseason. I was on the Frankie Tank. And there was a bunch of other people there. I think Pat's got it a little more like down pat now, no pun intended.
1: He probably got mad at Pat saying, why did you bring this bum onto my show? Probably did. Um, Sorry Pat. We love you, Pat. Congrats on congrats again, Pat, for he taking over the world. Killing it. Um, um uh Jabril Peppers, I'm gonna go bowling with Jabril Peppers. Uh we're we're gonna set a date soon. Uh Lodi lanes, it's right by MetLife Stadium, so we're gonna we're gonna do that soon. He's gonna beat me. I haven't bowled. I only bowled once in the last couple of years. That's he, something he's we gonna should beat do. me. Go
0: bowling. We we could do that. Let's get kicked out of a bowling alley.
1: Mm, good idea. I'm
0: not even joking.
1: Um that's it. That's all that piqued my interest. All right. a Hawaii, everybody's in Hawaii. That's cool. Yeah. Next question. Next question. Jack. Jack Romano, too. Why can't you use your connections to start up a new uniform demand throughout the community and force the Giants to revert back to their 80s uniforms?
0: Can I say something? Since we, sure. are, we are on a podcast. Yeah. I am very happy with the current uniforms. I think if we had the old uniforms people would see the designs now and be claiming for them. I just think people are like just don't like they like they don't like it's just kind of like oh we want something different. Give me something. I am very happy with our uniform. We want two Super bowls in those white jerseys. I like the white jerseys. Like I I liked them more than the blue to be honest. Um and it's like you know, and people people always say, "Oh, I hate the Reds because we lost to them." Um have we won a game in the current throwbacks? No. We have nope. not. We have lost every single one of those games. Um, So I, I would and You know and I like using those alternates I would be cool With the red alternates too I like those It just seemed like it, like Everyone that was cool Had a red Plaxico jersey Yep Um like that was had a red Eli one. Yeah But it's like Everyone had their, So it was a nice Red Plax jersey It was just
1: like It was like cool I had a red Eli and a red, even though Bradshaw never, I don't think Bradshaw ever wore red, but I had a red Bradshaw jersey too. Nice. Um, don't know why. Um, I love the white pants. I think when they made the full-time move to go to the white pants, I think they look clean. I think the gray pants, especially the the gray pants at home, I think they add about 20 pounds to your ass. So, um, I like the white pants. They're They're clean, they're sleek um especially at night. red
0: stripes like i like them yeah. way better than the early 2000s late 90s white jerseys yeah you know like, 100%. I, I like i mean it's like we won two super bowls in those jerseys man they're iconic like if we go to the super bowl again i i think daniel jones looks better in the white jerseys than the blue ones too
1: um so i i like the jerseys i know people people want I, I think people just want to go back to the old logo and honestly i don't want to go back to the old logo because if we go back to the old logo then possibly our logo has a problem yeah. and i don't want that So think think of it like that. Think about about it like that. No no copyright issues, please. Uh, (laughs) We should get a Talking Giants helmet. You know what? We could very well make that happen, and that is a lot easier than you would think.
0: All right, make it happen then, Justin.
1: I'll make it happen. All right, next question. Next question is from Joe Dog. What game are you most excited for? Also, what player are you most excited to watch? Talking Giants vs. The World. Thank you.
0: Joe. Where's the whole damn wall? The Broncos, man.
1: Like as I know it's, it's
0: I think that game means a lot. Let's start. I am so excited for the Broncos game. Should I say the Jets in the preseason? That honestly might be the real answer. Look,
1: yes. It, it honestly the, the most the most exciting game is the next game. Um not to be cliche, but the, the jet imagine how just that is gonna be such a fun atmosphere. I hope the stadium's gonna be packed for it, you know, because it's I know it's a preseason game, but I hope it's the first game back. You know, there's Jets fans in the area. There's Giants fans in the area. Jets fans are going to want to see Zach Wilson. Giants, it's going to be a Giants home game, so the Giants home fans are going to have their first digs and they're going to have their first rights at their tickets. And everybody's going to want a roof for the Giants. Everybody's going to want a roof for the Jets. That it's going to be a very, very exciting atmosphere. For forgot um, Zach Wilson,
0: it's going to be his first action. Yeah. So we got our first. Daniel Jones got his first action versus the Jets. Their QB gets their first versus us. Let's well, that, let's have it. Let's of. make it the opposite of what Daniel Jones felt, where he like. I mean that first preseason game was so much fun, um, and then the rain came down, and the floods came up.
1: Yeah, that was that. Uh, that game was delayed. Yep, yep. Yeah. Um. It
0: was there, and then player Kenny Galladay, man. Like, let's see how we're. Yeah. Like, let's see it, man. Like, I, I. What What player could you be more excited to watch than Kenny Galladay? Unless, Not unless really, it's Daniel Jones, like Daniel J- Saquon, maybe. I guess Saquon, we have looked, but
1: we've been literally comparing Kenny Galladay. To Plaxico Burse, and you know, just you know, doing Bleeding Blue this off season and having some opportunity to reflect on the importance of Plaxico and during you know that 07 Super Bowl run and even going towards you know 2008 and seeing seeing the impact of Plaxico Burse when he was gone and when it was his fault, but when it, when he was gone, seeing the impact that had on the team, you know, we are literally comparing this signing to that. Um, and it's not a stretch. I don't think it is a stretch. I think a, even a lot of NFL people would compare the they signing to Plastico. So it's like, let's see it. Yeah. You know, let's let's see it, man. You know, I, I feel like we're not even talking about him enough because it's just like, man. You know, I feel, I feel I feel like we're talking about this guy and that his only like good potential that he has and very good potential is him going up and catching a deep ball in the, like a contested catch situation. But he can kind of do a lot of other stuff, and that makes yeah. me excited too.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited. Saquon could be a good answer. Um, Aziz Ojolari an would be one for me. Like, I'm excited to yeah. see how he is from day one. Like, Is he going to be a good pass rush from day one? Um, So young, 21. Yeah. He's younger than Happy me. Birthday. He's two years younger Happy than birthday, me. birthday, Aziz.
1: <laughs> yes, it was his birthday recently. That
0: freaking little dweeb, Aziz Ojolari. Just kidding. All right, next question.
1: Porky Blunders, what's your go-to pizza place in the city?
0: I don't have one in the city. Like we just literally stopped at like a random pizza place. I can't even remember the name of it when I was in New York City. Sabaros? No, no, we didn't do all that. No, but it was <laughs> it was a random like, really, like let's just find a random place and go.
1: It's one of the funniest scenes in the office. It really is. Yeah. This this is yeah, New York <laughs> this spice. is my New York pizza slice. My New York slice. Um, yeah, I, I don't really go to the city. Um, I know John's Pizzeria is in Jersey City, and then it's also in New York City. It's well, <clears throat> I know a couple years ago it was. The largest pizzeria in the world. I don't know if it still is. John's Pizzeria in Manhattan, New York City. Um, but it's also in Jersey City. I like it. Um, and then, uh, yeah. So that's my Tony's that's my in spot. Indian
0: Harbor Beach.
1: There you go. Okay.
0: Tell me your best um, pizza places in Brooklyn. Because I'm going. I, I thought I wasn't going to go to Brooklyn because of the Nets. And then. now You're I, going. Now I am. We're coming. So let me know the best ones in Brooklyn. I like Giovanni's in the when I stayed in the Bronx. I, play, I ate, We ate there a few times um, But Tony's in Indian Harbor Beach Their white pizza is, is, is the best Alright next question
1: Alright next question is from Tim the Giants good yet This question is for you Bobby Because he respects your football opinion more Which is really a shot to me But what are your thoughts on Jacob Beeson I can't believe you don't understand this question
0: I don't. I really don't. Hey, what's going on, guys? Tim in Florida. This is a. Uh, I
1: this question's for
0: Paul because I just have a little more respect for him.
1: What are your thoughts on Jake Fromm? Oh, uh, I now you see me being a me being a pretentious little emotional biatch that I am. Um, I took it seriously and I responded to him. I said, "Wow, I thought he was being serious."
0: Nope. Which I was thinking about for the Fourth of July mailbag. Me Good go, for Tim. Me doing a, a nice prank call and, and playing it on that episode.
1: You're going to prank me?
0: Is that what you're going to do? No, I'm going to prank call a show. Oh. And then we'll play it for the
1: 4th of July mailbag episode. It would be very easy to prank me if you want to do that. Well, I'm it's very just gone. kind
0: of a tradition to prank a certain show on this podcast.
1: That is true. That is true.
0: So I've been trying to think of, of good ways to to get them.
1: Um... You have any thoughts on uh Jacob Eason?
0: See, the Jake from the reason that was relevant is because you were like talking about how great you were, like how much you like Jake from, and that's like when he like it was two days after he got heat and some like some heat during um the uh,
1: yeah, he got caught saying something not yeah, not correct, and so you didn't not realize
0: good. that. I was like, and you're like, no. oh,
1: I love Jake from big fan, uh, yeah. Love the brain. Love its processing. processing. Um, so is a I'm, bad arm strength. I'm going
0: gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to get something out, out of them. Uh, so, you know, hopefully we have that for the 4th of July mailbag. Which, by the way, we had um, Leon from, uh, I think, Germany, who had a really good question, which I'm saving for the 4th of July mailbag part. It's like, you know, draft, like who would be your your basketball players from the New York Giants. So we'll, we're actually going to change that and actually draft them. Um, yeah. myself, you, and Danny. And I'll I'll put together some guidelines for that question.
1: Lovely. All right, final question. Matt Anderson. You think it would be possible for someone to come up with an offense based around the lateral pass rule, like if you practice it a ton? Could a team just lateral the ball all over the field and catch defenses out of position enough to put up a bunch of points?
0: You can't build an question. offensive around it. It would lead to turnovers. But... I wouldn't mind an offensive coordinator, coordinator, being like, "Hey, once a game, let's 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 have a goal to do this once a game. Like you catch the ball in space, run behind him, look for a lateral, like just look for it. Could lead to some like it could lead to a lot like you know, like I lo- Ed Reed's one of my favorite players of all time. What did he do every time he intercepted the ball? Ran backwards. Um, no, he's like I'm. it's like if I'm being tackled, I'm throwing this ball backwards to somebody. Oh, yes. We scored a touchdown in college like that, where our safety intercepted the ball was being tackled, and then he just chest passed it to another safety, and he ran it back for a touchdown.
1: I like those plays on special teams. That would be fun if we can do it on special teams. Um, the statue. That's
0: no Statue of Liberty plays another. Play. It's hook and ladder. Um, you know, I remember Boise State did that. Um, and that's in our high school our trick play for hook and ladder was called Boise. Um so how about that? But you couldn't build an offense around it. It'd be it'd be too much. You would you would have Matt guys not focusing on the fundamentals, you know? They would be not thinking about catching the ball. It would be like, alright it's just And defenses would would counter it with like try and get some turnovers out of this.
1: No no offensive linemen, just eleven skill position players and yeah. Matt's going to have these guys go bananas.
0: Oh, no offensive line! Well, you technically have to have five offensive linemen on the field.
1: Well, just put... Because they got rid I, of
0: that. The A11. Did you ever hear about the A11 offense in high school? No. It was they had a center, a guard, a guard, and then they had everyone else's receivers, but you had to have five people who are not eligible receivers. And defenses, like, there's an offense in California, and it was just... They won state championships by it, and they outlawed it, where you can't run the A eleven offense. Did either Harbaugh or Belichick ran it against um, each other in a playoff game like five six years ago? I can't remember if it was. I think it might have been Belichick who did it, or let me see. I'm gonna Google. Harbaugh. Belichick had to do it. Harbaugh. He had to one up Harbaugh. Well, I remember Harbaugh being mad. John Harbaugh being mad at at um um Belichick for like doing trick plays because like I remember the Julian Edelman. Yep, it was the Patriots. There you go. And I remember Jim Harbaugh was pretty mad. Yeah, Wikipedia the A11 offense. It's pretty. It's pretty interesting. So, how about that? But it got I got banned in high
1: school. And like fun. Is that the show. That's the show. I gotta go. I got. I got. I got. Rec- I got. I got an interview today. I
0: got to get pumped for a freaking Nets game six victory. So. We appreciate
1: you guys. Next week. What do we got for next week, Justin? We're going to be previewing some uh, some prospects of the 2022 draft class. It's our way too
0: early draft preview week next week. So on Tuesday, we'll be uh, doing the offense. We're going to do two QBs. We got Sam Howell and Malik Willis on mm-hmm. it. Um, and I think we got some interesting stuff on that and other players. Evan Neal, I'll tell you right now. He's my guy. Um, and then obviously, uh, d- Defenders. On Friday, so I, it's we did it last year. It's how I found out about Chaz at last year. Um, so very exciting, you know. This is how you you form draft crushes. I haven't found a draft crush quite yet, um, and I'm not going to force it. You know, it just it's one of those things. That just it just happens. So, all right, well, we will see you then on Tuesday. Enjoy your guys' weekend. Have a good one. Have some fun, and we're one way closer to Giants football. We appreciate you guys. See you then. Until then, let's go big blue.